0: Obrigada. नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणं नमस्कृत्य नरं चैव नरोत्तमं दैवीं सरस्वतीं व्यसं तदो जयमुदीरये नष्ट प्रायश्व भद्रेशु नित्यं भगवत वासदवाय नारायण नमसकतय नर नरोततम दवी सरसवती वयस तदो जयमदीरय भगवत so welcome to this Bhagavad Pravaha class. We'll be starting uh, with the sixth canto today, the review of the sixth canto. The sixth canto represents the Supreme Lord's chest. So it deals with the subject matter called poshanam. Poshanam is nourishment. And uh, especially the way the Lord nourishes his devotees. So the word "Bhagavan" itself means Bharta, Gamayati, and Nirmasishyasi. Bharta means one who is uh, uh, maintainer or leader. Uh, and the the I think Gamayati is what it represents. Bharta, huh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's the leader and it <coughs> nourishes also. So Sometimes the devotees of the Lord may transgress even even the laws of morality and conventional standards, yet the Lord somehow uh, protects them eventually so that the Krishna consciousness is protected. And uh, we start this sixth canto with a very important episode of uh, Ajamila. Very interesting that uh, yesterday we had this chanting session and uh, Ajamila's Lifestyle is life. Lifetime is all about the glorification of the holy name. The importance of the holy name. Uh, then later on, in this topic Shukdev Goswami also resumes the topic of Visarga, uh, which means secondary creation. Uh, how the daughters of Daksha, sixty daughters of uh, Daksha, uh, their um, lineage, and how Narada Muni uh, instructs Daksha's uh, Sons. That is also there. Sarga means uh, primary creation and visarga means secondary creation. So, Naradhmani also exhibits how one Vaishnava should be exhibiting tolerance and compassion. When uh, Daksha is showing so much uh, offensive uh, behavior against him, and uh, then the struggles and difficulties encountered by Indra and his encounter with Sura are described. Rutra his previous life as Chitra Ketu, it is mentioned. Uh, he, there is this famous episode of his son Harsha Shoka happiness and distress, indicating how the relationships in this material world are temporary. And uh, how to deal with the, how to deal with devotees and how the Lord is so eager to get us back. And then the Canto concludes with the transformation of Diti and Indra by devotions. Diti is the mother of the Daithiyas and indra diti was obviously upset that uh, indra was uh, responsible for the death of many of his uh, many of his sons and she tries to have him killed as well and they eventually they reveal their heart to each other bukhyam akya and the purifying effect of that is also described so the canto begins by Parashit Maharaj inquiring, Shukate Swami, how can human beings be saved from entering hellish planets? Well, if we were discussing about Jivar Doya. this morning we had a meeting with Radhanaga Mataji and uh, Vivek Prabhu about, uh, we are planning to start a monthly program for newcomers, all of your regular devotees. Uh, now I would like all of you to get involved in preaching as well and cultivating new people and making them Krishna conscious. And all of you, therefore, become preachers eventually. So we have described, uh, we have developed a schedule for that, and that will be discussed uh, maybe tomorrow, the day after. Uh, Some plans we have for preaching. All of you can get involved. Uh, Many of you might be in certain parts of the country and may not even feel totally integrated to your local yatras. But... uh, this, our preaching is beyond the boundaries. We just want to be Christian conscious wherever they are. If they stay in a town close to you, you can bring them to the local temple. And if they are in Delhi, they will come to the Delhi temple. But of course, we'd like them to help us also in fundraising, book distribution, etc. And cultivating corporates. We even have a plan of having once a month uh, uh, offline program, a program that will be like a live congregation program in the temple. Uh, Now this can happen. Now that Corona scare is, if it once it gets lifted a little bit more, we can start a program in the temple. But all this is an essence of Vaishnavas having to practice Vaishnava compassion, Jibar Doya. And Parishit Maharaj was obviously feeling very, very compassionate, looking at the suffering that souls have to undergo in Narakas. So he was asking, uh, how can people be saved from going to these hellish planets? Uh, so, Vaishnava Paradukha Dukhi, he is uh, always worried about. Bhakti Thakur sings, Paradukha Sukhi Sadamitya Bhashi. I'm so duplicitous that I feel, I feel happy and rejoiced when I see other people suffer. If you don't preach, that means we are happy with other people's suffering. That means we are envious. That means we are doing himsa, violence. All of us should preach. So, although the Vaishnava personally has no distress, he would like others to be not unhappy. Therefore, he preaches. He tries to help him. So, Shuddha Goswami, therefore, uh, he wanted to test Parashit Maharaj, his student. He said that uh, by performing pashyata or for one's sins, uh, he says that one will not enter hell after death. He says. So then, Parashit Maharaj expressed his reservation with this. He says, as experience tells us, even after performing atonement, one could commit sins. This is because the sinful propensity still remains latent within. So that's the whole problem. We may. Prabhupada gives the example of a thief who had decided to stop uh, stealing things. And then he went on a pilgrimage with people. But that habit was so much within him that he uh, picked up everybody's luggage and mixed it up. He took one person's luggage and kept it somewhere else, another person's luggage and mixed it up. The morning they all got confused. He said, no, actually it is my mistake because I am so used to stealing that I couldn't resist myself. I had to do something. So that habit is there. As they say, habit Habits are second nature. Um, We are taught many times uh, about uh, how T is a habit. If you remove uh, the H from habit, a bit remains. If you remove the A, bit remains. If you remove B, it remains. If you remove I, still T remains. So so like that, it's very difficult to give up uh, one's nature, second nature. Very difficult to overcome subhava. I remember long back when I joined the Brahmacharya Ashram, I had met one very senior Vaishnava and he was just telling me all the best. That's all he told me. Because he said it's so difficult to give up sobhava. Your basic sobhava is for householder life and you are entering brahmachari life. He told me this was some 10, 11 years back. Some of the mercy of Vaishnava's things have continued. But uh, sobhava is very, very difficult to overcome. Uh, so, therefore, uh, and also we have all these, all these various types of sinful reactions. Papa, Kuta, Bija and Prarabdha, aprarabdha All these are there, which we'll discuss in ectro devotion. Uh, so the propensity to sin remains latent within the individual. You may have actually stopped the process of therefore, Darsir Maharaj calls it the kunjara shavcha, like an elephant bathing in the water. The elephant will bathe and then it will come out and put sand over itself. So, just like that, these all these other forms of atonement are like kunjara shavcha. So, Gaurang Darshan Prabhu says, therefore, that it is a sinful propensity that needs to be destroyed, not the sinful reaction. Like, Sri Nithyanand Prabhu told Sri about to kill Jagatai with the Chakra, destroy them. He just said in Kali Yuga, everybody, uh, you have to kill everyone in Kali Yuga this is the case. Because as they say, in the Satyuga, demons and demigods were living in uh, different planets. In Treta Yuga, they lived on the same planet, different regions, Ayodhya, Lanka. In Dwapar Yuga, they live in the same house, Kauravas and Pandavas. In Kali Yuga, they live in the same individual. Demoni- demoniac and divine tendencies, both remain within the individual. So we are, as they say, we have good dog and bad dog within. So these sinful tendencies therefore have to be taken care As they say, Paps se grana karo, paapi se nahi. So the sinful tendencies have to be rooted out. So then, therefore, Shukdev Goswami was very pleased and he gave another remedy. Yes, atonement cannot completely destroy sin because it doesn't completely remove ignorance. Avidya is a seed of all sin. So, avidya has to be removed. How can it happen? Real atonement is therefore jnana or transcendental knowledge that destroys ignorance. Krishna personally says uh, in Bhagavad Gita 10.9 uh no 10.11 Tesha mevanu kamparta tana nam punya karma ah teshama uh, mevan uh, kampatam aham ajnana jantamaha nasyami Atma tu gnana deepani gnana deepena bhavasvata hari hari you read the translation To show them special mercy, I, dwelling in their hearts, destroy with the shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance. So that's what Krishna does that to us. When we perform the principles of devotion and service, Krishna, being seated in our heart, he dispels the ignorance from our heart out of his compassion. So then by following the precepts of jnana, jnana means austerity, celibacy, mind control, sense control, truthfulness, cleanliness, etc. One can be purified of all sins as transcendental knowledge awakens gradually from within. It's like that destroys a forest of bamboo or a bamboo tree. So even this was not very satisfactory to Parishit. Sounds a bit like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, Rai's conversation. Every time he would come up with uh, one statement, Rai, as to what is the real purpose of life, Mahaprabhu said, ye, ye to aage This is external, save further. So, just as even after the bamboo tree is burnt, its roots stalked under the earth may sprout again in contact with water. So even after practicing Jnana, sins may reappear under certain climatic conditions. Climatic is within quotes. So, Karma Kanda, Jnana Kanda, all these things, they cannot fully approve the sinful propensities within a person. Because mind and senses have been gainfully engaged. Till the time they gainfully engaged, knowledge with propensity to sin tendency to sin i it's a very kind of uh, obscene statement which i heard once uh, mentioned behind a car bumper sticker many of my during uh, my college time we used to talk about this and i found it very useful even in brahmacharya life it says uh, chastity is not a virtue it is merely lack of opportunity so in other words Given a, given a chance, anybody would break principles. Like he's told in the Radha Maharaj says that Bhakti ki asli no baje ke baad hoti hai. So, 4.30 to 9, you may do some sadhana. But after 9, your real behavior will come out. And uh, 4.30 to 9, of course, if your sadhana is so intense, then your behavior from 9 o'clock onwards will be good. That's another angle on it. But the fact remains that to completely uproot sinful tendencies or the weeds of sinful reaction, uh, so that it doesn't come back again. Uh, just like the in Harinam Chintamani, the example is given how the appearance of the sun uh, can dispel the fog. Nivaramiva bhaskara Bhagavatam says, fog can be dispelled by uh, sun. Appearance of the sun. So therefore, bhakti is undoubtedly the most auspicious path. One of the symptoms of Bhakti is Shubhada. It bestows all auspiciousness. So people who absorb their minds on lotus feet of Supreme Lord Sri Krishna, they are attracted to his name, form, qualities and pastimes, etc. They don't see Yamaraj or Yamadud even in their dreams, it is mentioned. And uh, then to substantiate this particular aspect, the show the, to show the potency of bhakti and uh, especially in, in protecting us from hell and uh, awarding one to the entrance entrance into the spiritual world. And Shukdev Goswami gives the example of uh, Ajamila. So in other words, like Brahmaji says, only Krishna bhakti can completely approve the sinful propensities of people and award supreme spiritual bliss. By wholesomely purifying both their senses and their tendencies. The senses are the instruments with which we can activate our desires, so to say, or uh, try to fulfill our desires. But the fact remains that the tendencies are which or the proclivities are that which drive the senses to work in a certain way. With so the mind does three activities, thinking, feeling and willing. When it wills to do something, then the senses go accordingly because the mind is the master of the senses. Uh, but the tendencies rooted in the uh, in one's contaminated consciousness drive the mind to drive the senses in a certain direction. So therefore, in order to study that, we'll have to understand the power of chanting the holy names of the Lord or the power of chanting God's names. So <clears throat> the example is given here of uh, Kanya Pugja. Kanyakuja is uh I think modern day kanpur, if I'm not mistaken. Kannoj prabuji. Ah, kanolj, eh? yeah. <coughs> <Kannauj>. <coughs> There was a Brahmin named Ajamila. He got bewildered by lust and married a prostitute. So then he lost all his good conduct and behavior and therefore he maintained very uh, his himself in very contempt ways. Then he reached about 88 years of life in very, very most abominable condition. Lots of activities which are like that. He had 10 sons of whom the youngest one he named Narayana. Uh, now Acharya say that he named this uh, son because Narayana and that is it. he had some sukriti. that's why he could name the child Narayana because some brahmanas had come to uh, Kanya Kupja Kanya and uh, they wanted uh, somebody who could give them good hospitality and some mischievous people directed them to Ajamila's housing he can take very good care although he was such a low class person. But his wife received them well or whatever and at the time she was pregnant. And uh, they were pleased and uh, uh, I think they decided to I think they either as a benediction or they told that you should name your son uh, newborn son um, uh, Narayana when it happens. So then he accepted it because of some Sukruti he accepted it. And Ajamla started calling the name Narayana repeatedly. Narayan, come here, Narayan sit, Narayan, don't play, Narayana will fall down, Narayana get me some water. She so was so attached to his youngest son, they kept calling him repeatedly. And Acharya said that every time he said Narayana, Sriman Narayana in Vaikunda thought that, oh, my dear devotee is in getting in Sankirtan. So that is how Bhavagrahi Our Lord is. And this morning I was having a discussion with my friend, uh, my best friend, and we were discussing that uh, uh, how when Ajamila took the name of uh, Narayana, it is mentioned that he was quoting rather uh, one purport of uh, Prabhupada in his lecture, that uh, he mentally remembered his Narayan Shila, which he had worshipped as a young man. So that is the importance of engaging uh, in Krishna consciousness from a young age. So it was almost like it was, he was engaging in Sankirtan every time, calling of the name Narayana. So he always thought of him and called out his name with great affection Narayana, Narayana. So in due course of time, Ajamila's death came, Death, the time of death arrived. He saw three fierce Yamadutas carrying, him, carrying ropes to take him to hell. What do the three Yamadutas represent? Who can say? Does anyone know? Okay, His Holiness Gopal Krishna Goswami mentions in one of his lectures I heard, and he was quoting Acharyas that. these three amtodas represent the sinful activities that we commit to the body, the mind and the words. So whatever sins we commit, it gets recorded. In previous yugas, it was very difficult. In Kali Yuga, we have some concession that uh, sinful activities committed in the mind are excused. But on the other hand, if we want to commit any piety, Uh, even if you think of it, it gets benefit. So there's advantage of Kali Yuga. In previous Yuga, it was not like that. Yugas, it had to be both. Uh, Your mind has to be... While piety was rewarded, but uh, sins were also punished uh, for. So then, out of fear, with tears in his eyes, Ajamila loudly and anxiously called out, Narayana, Narayana, he was just calling out, out of uh, fear. Uh, he was basically indicating his son who was playing nearby. And upon hearing this, their master's name being pronounced in an utter state of helplessness. The proper says that once you chant Hare Krishna in a mood of a young child calling out to his mother, the servants of Lord Vishnu, the Vishnu Dutas, they arrived there at once and they stopped the Yamadutas. You see that painting uh, Second Chance of coming back up. What's the book? Second Chance. Show their hand like this. No, so they don't. So, what is mentioned is the glories of the holy name. Even unintentional chanting of the holy name, it has the potency to work in un- inconceivable ways, very strange ways to purify the most fallen people. Then, what to do? What? What will be the potency if somebody chants with love and devotion and affection? Just have to see. Like Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Even a little amount of bhakti done could save one from the greatest danger. What's the verse number, Havira? Two point? And the, the Lord... 2.40, Prabhuji. 2.40, okay. 2.40 is a nice prayer. It's good for preaching. You can tell people even the slightest uh, progress done will save one from the greatest fear. Okay. Sathya, Prabhupada, are you in office that you are sending a chat message? I think with that kind of voice it is better that you send by chat. Your voice is sounding like Donald Duck. Because of the uh, whatever internet speed or whatever. This morning, uh, um, His Grace Krishna Priya Prabhu was mentioning in his lecture that uh, we don't believe, uh, we cannot believe that God can come as half man, half land. But we believe that Donald Duck is an individual and Spider Man and Superman will believe. So, this strange phase of life now. So the Yamatutas they asked, uh, basically the other point to understand is the Lord does not miss an opportunity to show mercy to his devotees. Uh, more than us, Krishna is eager to have us back, that's the reality. Because Krishna is sending Acharya, Krishna is making temples, Krishna is sending scripture, Krishna is giving us Ganga, Govardhan, Yamuna, Tulasi, Kaligram. <clears throat> so many forms is there. Um, Yet we choose ways to ignore him. We find excuses to ignore him. So then it's very clear the Lord is looking for an opportunity to give us his mercy. We, uh, uh, somebody was saying the other day that my special master told them that and then, uh, Yeah, he told them that you know it's all your mercy. So he just told him my Mercy is always there, it's it's, it's just that some people take it. So there is oxygen always, we still have to breathe. The Lord's mercy is always there. Mata ne bulaya hai is nonsense. Mata amesha bulati hai. We don't hear. Uh, And of course our Mata is uh, the Supreme Mother, Radharani. Then, so the Yamadutas asked, who are you? Just like uh, some uh, municipal uh, superintendent in a government office gets uh, somebody from the PMO coming in and saying that you know, you sh- you should they are overruling his decision. And they're asking, who are you guys? We don't even know who you are. Because obviously they don't have access to beyond uh, their realm. So the Vishnu Tutas smiled and they said, if you're actually the servants of Yamaraja, uh, then please explain the meaning of dharma, adharma and the process of punishment. So they are testing these people. So the Yamadudas answered, uh, anything that is prescribed in Vedas is dharma and that the opposite that is adharma. Uh, so then the activities of jiva are being witnessed by several witnesses like the sun, the moon, uh, the sky, air, demigods, evening, day, night, directions, water, land and the super soul. Uh so when these witnesses confirm that somebody has performed adharma, they become the candidate for punishment. And uh, uh, one must suffer or enjoy corresponding to one's dharma or adharma, how much how much over one has endured. So, the learning for us, and it is a scary one at that, even for me, is that no mistake is left unnoticed. One may escape from the eyes of ordinary people and punishment by human laws, but not from the eyes of cosmic witnesses and judgment. The third canto is mentioned. So, then the Yamadutas uh, they explain the reasons for arresting Ajamila. They said this Ajamila was a Brahmin well versed in scriptures and was a reservoir of good qualities and noble character. He was pure, simple, gentle, truthful, self-controlled and non-envious. Once following his father's order, he went to the forest to collect fruits, flowers and grasses. It is was going for getting puja samagri as I say, puja paraphernalia. Not that he was going to a nightclub or something. But on the way home, he saw a lusty Shudra, shamelessly embracing a prostitute. Both were drunk. And uh, infected by this vulgar scene, Ajamila tried to control his lusty desires by remembering scriptural injunctions. But he wasn't successful. Um, it is told that uh, 95% of all downloads, if you take a sheer percentage of the volume of downloads on the internet, it is pornography. And uh, I mean... Personages, maybe give take a few here, there, but six, substantial amount of downloads on the net is pornography. And out of this pornography, surprise, surprise, many people who watch it are old people. The age has nothing to do with it. So, it's mentioned here that, so these lusty scenes, these vulgar scenes, they can actually have an impact on the consciousness. Ajamila tried to control his lusty desires by you know, remembering scriptural injunctions, but he was not successful. So then he lost all good sense. He meditated on the prostitute. Then he gradually abandoned all practical principles. He gave up his own chaste wife. She came from a respectable family, but he gave her up. He started to live with that prostitute. He satisfied her with the many gifts and so on and so forth. He had inherited money from his father. He spent it all on this prostitute. Then he had to sustain his uh, lust business. Uh, Garangasthan Prabhu uses this word, lust business, his wife. So then he he spent up all the money taken from his uh, uh, father. So To maintain this stuff going on, he had to. He started earning money by improper means, means. And no pasyatapa, no Prashita. He didn't undergo any atonement. So, therefore, we must take him to Yamaraja. This is what the Yamadutas were saying. So, obsessed with lust, the greatest enemy of the Jeevas, one should completely lose discrimination and degrade oneself. Kama upam durasadam, the Bhagavad Gita says is in the form of lust. It is very, very, it's the greatest enemy. Mahasana, Mahapapma, Vidyana, Niha, Vairina. It is a, it's a, it's the greatest enemy. So then the Vishnu dhūtas, they were expert in logic also, they explain, alas, uh, how painful it is that adharma uh, is touching the assembly of authorities of dharma. Uh, Lord Yam- uh, Yamaraj's uh, authority of Dharma is one of the Mahajanas. So Ajamila has atoned for millions of lifetimes of sins just by chanting of the name of Narayana in a helpless condition. Chanting is the best process for, of atonement for a thief, a drunkard, a betrayer, a killer, and for many sin any sinful person. Even if one chants the holy name to indicate someone else or while joking. For musical entertainment or out of neglect, it destroys unlimited sins and desires. Uh, is there? Yes, Prabhuji, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So, between you and your husband, you can post the various types of uh, Namavas. Stoba, Hela, yes, Sanketika, all those. Both give both Shraddha and uh, Shraddha, Namabhas, and uh, otherwise. Yes, Namabhas is that which gives you a semblance of a glimpse of the holy name. Even that is sufficient to dispel uh, ignorance. So, As a Vishundara says, destroys unlimited sins and desires. Austerity, charity, vows, and other such methods may destroy sins, but all these means cannot uproot the material desires from the heart. However, if one serves the Lord's lotus feet, even the root of sin, namely sinful desire, is destroyed. Just as fire spontaneously burns dry grass or powerful medicine acts, even without the patient's knowledge of its powers. So, because Prabhu, you can locate this verse and post it with the translation and purport. Yes, Prabhuji. Sixth canto, where eh? he says that how fire can spontaneously burn dry grass or powerful medicine can act without even the patient's knowledge. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Okay, please. And uh, so thus, uh, the Vishnu Dutas perfectly judge the powers of Bhakti. And then they just released Ajamila from the bondage of the amadukas and saved him from imminent death. Um, of all the aspects of God, uh, his mercy upon his devotees is the foremost as we discussed earlier. He finds reason, some reason or the other to show mercy upon his devotees. They might have even experienced unfortunate fall downs. That is why Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Patita Pavan. Uh, it is mentioned that uh, Narottamdas Tagore prays, daya Patita dekhiya, Patita Pavan kishira lagia." Uh, if you don't shower your mercy upon me, seeing me to be most fallen, how will you justify your name as Patita Pavan? So please deliver me. Because I am the most fallen. So this is a very wonderful thought for a Vaishnava. But even if somebody has an unfortunate fall down, then the Supreme Lord will find ways to ways and means to protect that person. So then Ajamila started lamenting how degraded was I. I mean, I was a servant of my senses. I reacted so sinfully. I degraded my family traditions. Uh, I gave up my chaste wife and old parents to associate with a fallen prostitute. I should be thrown into hell. But due to some previous spiritual activities, I was able to see those exalted personalities. This is the other side. He would not have been able to see the Vishnu Tutas, Otherwise, he had some pious activities because in the, in the earlier in the beginning of his life, till youth, he was involved in spiritual activities. So now I shall control my mind and senses and disentangle myself from material bondage caused by maya. I will fix my mind on the lotus feet of Krishna by hearing and chanting his names. Swadhya Prabhu, you can post this prayer. You there? And suddenly, after 15 minutes, Swadhya Prabhu will come live and say, Yes, yes, Prabhu, I heard you. (laughs) You there? Swadhyaya Prabhu one, Swadhyaya Prabhu two, Swadhyaya yep. Prabhu three. Okay. So please get this posted. Ajamila's prayer is prayers of determinations and his resolution that he will now perform bhakti. Now I will fix my mind on the lotus feet. Hearing your names. Knows what is that? It's like a science fiction movie gone wrong. Honest repentance for one's mistakes, heartfelt gratitude for the mercy received, and unflinching desire to come on the right path will soon bring one to perfection. A very nice point. Honest repentance, heartfelt gratitude for the mercy, and unflinching desire to come on the right path. This will soon bring one to perfection. So advancement in spiritual life is possible with resolute determination for self-control and sincere commitment to spiritual practices. We need to have both. One should try to control one's senses and mind. And one should also try to have a sincere commitment towards spiritual practices. So Ajamila then he went to Haridwar and he started performing Bhakti Yoga. Thus he purified himself in the Lord's service. And at the end of his life, he once again saw the Vishnu Dutas and then to Vaikunta in a golden airplane attaining a spiritual body. Ajamila was most sinful and he chanted without faith while dying to indicate his son. One can only imagine what will be the result if a sinless person who chants with faith while living. So the other learning from this is that God is merciful enough to forgive and accommodate even the most sinful people. But then one should not take undue advantage of this and purposely commit sins, like the seventh offense to the holy name. To commit sinful activities on the strengths of the holy name of Naam Ke Bal Par Paap Karna. Meaning, I will do some wrong thing and say, okay, I will chant Hare Krishna and try to nullify their effect. No, that's not the right way. That's considered one of the gravest offenses. So now, uh, of course, the Vishnu Dutas have, have thwarted their efforts to arrest Jambina. So they, these poor Yamadutas, they went to Amaraj and questioned him. <laughs> so it's a nice question. There are, how many controllers are there to punish sinful people? We thought it was only you, but your order has been transgressed by four wonderful persons who cut our ropes when we were bringing sinful Jamila to hell. So then Yamraj was very pleased when he heard the name of Lord Narayana. And uh, Yamraj said, the Supreme Lord is superior to me and all the demigods. He manifests as Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva for the creation, maintenance and destruction of this universe. And obviously nobody can understand his activities and uh, nobody can confirm his superior position also. There is nothing that he cannot do, there is nobody who is beyond or equal to him. The Vishnu Dutas are almost as independent as Vishnu himself. And they protect their uh, devotees, the Lord's devotees from enemies, natural disturbances and even yama. So, and here is a famous sloka, Yamaraj says, Real dharma is enacted by the Supreme Lord and its intricacies can be understood only by the 12 Mahajanas. dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam. So this Reshma uh, Mata, you can post this shloka with the... And if it talks about the 12 Mahajanas, those two shlokas, uh, you can post around the translation. Proper. I'm saying all these slokas in between and many things primarily because I want all of you to become preachers. So it'll be like a guide. All these things that are being discussed in class, you can study them and use them for. That's why they have done a lot of hard work. I have to. Um, we have not yet posted it, right, Vivek Prabhu? You send it to me, but we have not posted it, no, in the main group. No, Prabhu. So I have to put this in my to-do list now. May I share the updated uh, notes again? Yeah, most welcome. Oh, but you send it to me, right? It's there. Yes, so, Bra- yes, Prabhu, to you. Then I have it. Can I have it. And uh, Lord uh, Yamaraj says that. Pure bhakti is the ultimate dharma for the entire humanity. And it begins with the chanting of the Lord's names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. Even improper chanting is sufficient to relieve one from all sins. That we must remember. So, that is the power of the holy name. And the Emirates says something very important here. The devotees are always protected by bhakti and the Lord's Kaumodaki club. The Lord's club is called Kaumodaki dada. They are beyond my jurisdiction. They are beyond my jurisdiction, Yamaraj says. Devotees are beyond my jurisdiction, even if they happen to commit sins. Just see. So please don't approach them, Yamaraj says. Bring to me only the non-devotees who never chanted the Lord's names, never remembered His lotus feet, never bowed down even once to Krishna, and never performed any duties for Vishnu. So now if we have to save people from hellish existence, we have to give them Krishna consciousness. Otherwise they will never be able to chant the Lord's name, never be able to remember his lotus feet, never be able to bow to him and never perform any duty for him. So that is our service. So Yamaraj also consider himself to be an offender at the uh, himself and his servants to be offenders to the Supreme Lord because obviously uh, uh, a master is responsible for the activities of his servants. Um, and so he begged forgiveness from the Supreme Lord for mistreating Ajamila out of ignorance. Uh, it is mentioned that after this incident, Yamadutas run away. They flee when they see a devotee. They don't want to look at that person again. And uh, Gurang Darshan Prabhu says two nice things. By a single pastime of unconditional mercy, the Lord accomplishes multiple things at many levels and establishes pristine principles for millennia to come. Krishna achieves many things through one activity. Chanting the Lord's name is the ultimate atonement for all sins and the most auspicious activity for the whole world. Shri Prabhu Prabhupada Jai. And next time we will talk about... uh, uh, the gravity of Vaishnava Aparada and the extent of Vaishnava compassion. This is basically the dealings between Daksha and uh, Narada. So we have uh, some 10 minutes. We started a little late, so we have some 10 minutes. You can have a couple of questions or comments Very uh, Dabu, what happens to all the other religions like uh, the Muslim culture the Jews I mean they're also praying something so what happens to them uh the Yamraj come to them or um... I mean it's a reality that uh Anybody who doesn't take the Lord's, Supreme Supreme Lord's names, they have to suffer. Uh, In one place, I think Prabhupada mentions that uh, all these people eventually will have to finally, they'll come back to uh, Krishna consciousness. They will go through the process. They will get piety. They will achieve some piety. Uh, And like all you see, all these devotees who got connected to the movement, they were all not originally from a so-called Sanatana Dharma background. They are from other uh, so called faiths, some Jews, some Christians, some Muslims, some Buddhists. They have all taken up the process now. So eventually they'll come around to that because they're following some moral principles. So they will get uh, elevated gradually. And uh, of course, it is possible for some, uh, so like based on some special recommendation from Acharyas like Jesus Christ, it may be possible for somebody to attain. Uh, very exalted positions but in general we understand that uh, uh, they will acquire piety, they will definitely get piety and they will get upgraded. Uh, They will go to higher regions and uh, what is mentioned many people can go to heaven. People from, by performing pious activities one can get upgraded to heaven. And from there, then they will come down in the form of rain, enter grain, enter the semen, enter the womb, and uh, through process of uh, bhakti, they can elevate themselves. Karma can get destroyed only by bhakti. So I don't want to sound jingoistic and say Krishna consciousness the only solution. It may be the reality, but uh, um, we look at it this way that others are meant for gradual. Uh, Upgradation and elevation to the process of bhakti is the way we understand it because the Vedic literatures have the complete version. And as for the Vedic literatures, we have to perform. Eko Narayana Hasit. They mentioned that. Is that fine? Thank you, Guru. So they will gradually reach there. God knows what we are sometimes. Many times I remember so many. When I go to churches, I have a very good feeling. So God knows in some previous birthday I must have been a Christian. No, no. All of us have this, this thing. All of us may have some latent tendencies. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Yes. We go. Uh, so, continuing with the Reshma Mataji's question. Yeah, continuing with the Reshma Mataji's question. So, same thing happens even for the, you know, uh, other people who are in Sanatan Dharma, like those who follow uh... other demigods. Yes, definitely. mukti sarve sham Vishnu reva na Lord Shiva says, He tells Parvati in Padma in, Purana uh, that the person, the only person who can what liberation is Vishnu? Nobody else can avoid. So, Vishnu so Mukti. Others cannot deliver. It's a straight one there. Nobody else can deliver. They can put us into gradually pure purifying situation, but they cannot purify us fully. Okay, we can take one last question. Hare Krishna Prabhuji Dhanvant Pranam, Prabhuji, I wanted to understand. As you mentioned, chastity is not a virtue, but it is a lack of opportunity. Prabhuji, how to do practice it's this? It's not a Vedic aphorism or anything. It's just a bumper sticker on a car. What it means is that uh, people, uh, you know, uh, somebody may remain chaste and you know very noble in that sense. Um, But in reality, it is just that they have not got an opportunity to break the regular principle, that's all. So like one test is if you're left alone, where does your mind go? That is your basic consciousness state. And left alone, where does your mind go? And uh, as I say, character is what you do when nobody is watching. I mean, you can paraphrase it because saying Krishna consciousness is what you do and nobody is watching. Uh, and nobody is watching and there is an opportunity, then what happens? There's an opportunity for violating a uh, regular principle. And so then what happens? So that's which it is, according to some people is not Is merely lack of opportunity. Given an opportunity, somebody may actually become unchaste. But they are just, they are lucky, so to say. So therefore, for Krishna conscious uh, sadhakas, the principle is very clear. I mentioned this in a previous class that the senses are by nature agitated. So don't try to aggravate them. Don't expose the senses to activities, situations or circumstances which would us in the grave danger of committing sinful activities. I, his Holiness Gopal Vishnu Samara says, one who is serious about advancing in Krishna consciousness should guard himself against situations, persons or circumstances which will not be favorable for his spiritual life. Accept that which is favorable, reject that which is unfavorable. Like you don't say that now. I remember once going to a, K, a BPO and a KPO in the year 2010. We did book distribution at a graveyard shift. The graveyard shift is from 11 p.m. onwards. We, did, we distributed books the whole night and we did it twice or something. The next morning, my name was glorified in Mangala Arati and all that in morning class by his grace Mohan Rapa But uh, it was very clear later on, we both agreed that uh, it's not something that for as Temple Brahmancharis should follow. It's not very favorable. They say that now I will go to, uh, what is the place called Warren Road in Delhi or Kamathipura in Mumbai. They're famous for being uh, areas where people of the nature of Ajamila's former wife live. So. You say that I will go there and preach to them. It's nonsense. You don't do that. You protect yourself first. As they say, protect yourself first. Then you try to protect others. This has been my standard line for the last uh, so many years. I really like this. It's a fact, you got to save yourself also. Is that fine Prabhu and Mataji's? We'll meet tomorrow for the evening class. I'll try to review nine chapters. And uh, Vivek Prabhu and Radhanaka Mataji can be prepared with the presentation for the, if there is time, you can present mm-hmm. about the yes, monthly um, program, Rajasthan.